0: Listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business. I am your host Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Uh, Now I'm thrilled that you're here with us today because we've got a continuation of last week's show and what last week's show was is we're doing a case study of taking a business and and going through a very systematic process to increase the revenue now last time we talked about USP I recommend if you haven't listened to it to go back and listen to it but today we're gonna talk about one little thing that when it's done correctly can increase your business by 25 to 50 percent in the next few months So, stay right with us. We're going to come back and talk about what this thing is and why you want to implement this.
0: Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetLifeRadio.com slash Petco. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Okay, and we're back. And so I teased it a little bit talking about growing your revenue in your business by 25 to 50% in the next few months. And that's not blowing smoke. That's something that's realistic that a lot of businesses can do if they've got assets to work with. Now the asset that I'm talking about today is a database. Now a database could be, you know, a list of, of potential clients, a list of clients, a list of vendors that you work with. A database can be a variety of things. Today we're going to be talking mostly about uh, your existing client database, your prospects. And the third thing we're going to talk about is what my plan is for this grooming shop and how you can maybe apply something similar to your business as well. Now, for those of you who are new businesses or startups, don't worry. I mean, there's still plenty that you're gonna be able to get from this show in fact you'll probably get more than some of our you know established business owners because what you're gonna be able to do if you're new is avoid certain pitfalls and avoid certain mistakes that can cost you a lot of time and money later and so without further ado let me talk about database now I've been studying pretty heavily marketing for five or six years And I have to say, of all the gurus, out of all the people that I've studied, out of all the systems, out of all the programs that I've studied, probably the most common thing that you're gonna hear is, the money is in the list. Now what does that mean, the money is in the list? What that means is the money is in the list, your database, your prospects, your customers. If you can correctly manage your databases, you can see an, just an exponential growth in your business and in the revenues and the money that you bring into your business. So like I guess I'm going to talk about three main things today. And the first thing I want to talk about is selling to your existing customers. Now, a lot of people know this because it's it's become somewhat stereotypical knowledge these days that it costs far more to uh, get a new customer than it does to retain an existing customer. And so, like I say, that's not news to a lot of people. To some people it is, but to a lot of people it's not. A lot of people have heard that or understand that concept. And so the question remains, if it is so much harder and so much more difficult to achieve a new customer, how come nearly every business spends almost all of its marketing dollars, spends almost all of its marketing time and effort on getting new customers? instead of retaining and selling more to their current existing customer base. Think about it, you know, um, I once heard this one marketer give this great talk and it really impacted me. He said, you know, we have this saying in the English language, you know, don't preach to the choir. And what he turned around and said was, no, of course I'm going to preach to the choir. They're already here. They're assembled. They like me enough to have come here. Why would I not preach to these guys? So your choir is your existing customer group. Now, this might be you know a dozen customers if you're just getting started, or this might be thousands of customers if you've been in business for a long time. If you have this existing group of customers, they've already told you a few things, essentially. They've told you, I trust you enough to take my wallet out of my pocket and hand money to you in exchange for a product or a service. I trust you that much. And so you've already broken the ice with these people. In certain cases, they have said, I trust you enough to do it again. In fact, I trust you enough to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. Now, others have said, I trusted you enough to do it once or twice, but I'm no longer coming back. And so we've got certain clients and certain customers that are no longer active within your database. And so depending on your database, you're going to find that maybe a lot of them are inactive, maybe a lot of them are active. And depending on the type of business. You know, I'm working with this grooming shop and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And a grooming shop is very much a recurring business, obviously, that uh, if you can set up systems correctly, you can have people coming back all the time. Now, my company is a dog training company. And so dog training, I have to get a little bit more creative about how to get people to continue to use my services When ideally, you know, what they're trying to do is solve a problem and then they don't need me anymore. Um, And so let me talk about a couple things that you can do to sell to existing customers. You can upsell. Now, upsell is where you've sold them something in the past. And now you come back and you want to sell them something again. You know, some, you know, maybe a bigger ticket item. And so, uh, you know, let's say, uh, let's say you have a groom shop, and in the past you sold them, you know, a basic groom. Well, an upsell, uh, you know, if if they're no longer active, would be another basic groom, or if they are active, would be, hey, why don't we get you a, a more, you know, a deluxe package for a dog training company. You know, if you've sold them dog training in the past, what about contacting them to sell them a new program? What about contacting them, you know, to sell an additional product or what about contacting them to see if they just need another session with you because their dog's gotten a little bit lax with something? And so upselling is just, you know, trying to sell bigger, you know, trying to sell more of what you've sold in the past reactivation is another thing, and I, I kind of briefly touched on that, but you want to look at reactivation, especially for you businesses that have recurring models. And so I'm talking specifically to, to dog groomers, to dog walkers, to pet sitters, to veterinary clinics, to dog kennel owners. Yours, in fact, the only one I'm not thinking of now that I'm saying this is dog trainers. You know, myself being a dog trainer and owning a dog training company, we don't have a business model that is very recurring, and that's where I say we need to get creative because we too can do it. But most pet businesses that are out there are recurring. You know, the dog keeps getting dirty, let's groom him again. The dog keeps needing to walk, or we keep going on vacation, so we need to hire a pet sitter, or we need to keep buying dog food, or. Or, you know, we need to send our dog to daycare because he continually needs it. And so, for most of you out there listening to this, you probably have, if you've been in business for any length of time, you probably have a decent list of people that are no longer active. What would it take to reactivate them? Do you even know why they're no longer active clients? Maybe their dog died, so they definitely don't need you. Maybe, you know, an employee said something once that kind of rubbed them the wrong way. Maybe, you know, they were out of work and so they lost their income, but now they have an income again. You know, there could be a variety of reasons. And so what I recommend to my clients to do to reactivate is a simple letter or a video where you can just say something to the effect of, we miss you. We like you. We want you back. And so, so what we're going to be doing with this grooming business is we're going to be putting together a video with the owner. The owner's a very nice person. The, her clients love her. She's very warm. She's very tender. And so that comes across really well to people. So we're going to be putting together a video that we can send to her list of inactive clients. And the video, you know, we're working on the script currently, but the video is going to be something to the effect of just that. Hey, you know, this is Blank from Blank Grooming Shop. We're so thrilled that in the past that you've used our services, and, and we're really sorry to see that you're no longer using our services. And we want to see if there's something that we can do to better serve you with your grooming needs or if there was something in the past that we could perhaps fix so that you can be a valued customer. We value our customers, we love our customers, and we want to see what we can do to serve you. You know, something along those lines that's simple, that's honest, that's from the heart, that doesn't try to cover up any past errors, were there past errors, that just says, we like you and we want you to come back. I read a funny story once there was a uh, the greatest salesman in the world he's got a book out there he's a man who would sell just thousands of cars you know every year and what he would do is to his existing database he would send a postcard every month and the postcard typically would say something like I like you, and that's it. But because he was on you know, the top of their mind, because he's constantly sending out these postcards, guess who they go to more often than not when they're trying to buy a car? And so he's sending out these postcards, and they might not buy a car for 10 years. But he continually you know, works with his existing database, and as a result, he's known as the greatest salesman in the world. was the title, maybe it was even self-proclaimed title, but he's got a book by that title as well, so I recommend you check it out. It's a really good book. And so look at what efforts you can do to reactivate. You know, reactivate your list, and so the next thing I want to talk about is cross selling. And so, cross selling would be, and I mentioned this a little bit, and I kind of you actually confuse the two topics when I was talking about upsell. And sometimes, when we're talking about upselling and cross selling, we can really, you know, kind of uh, get a little bit uh, sometimes they overlap a little bit. But cross selling is going something different from your core competence, what you normally do, and so this grooming shop could do a great job by selling dog food. Now, that's not their core competence, but dog food is something that, you know, ideally is going to bring somebody in if they can get them and really convince them that they've got the best dog food for their dog. That's going to get them coming back at least to buy the dog food, and ideally it's going to get them coming back for more groomings. What about if you're a dog trainer? Well, what about, you know, contacting your database to offer them a snake-proofing seminar, you know, where you teach them how to get their dogs safe when they're around snakes and so that the dogs don't try to attack the snakes and things like that. Or if you're a dog trainer, you could sell them, you know, a little course on, you know, pet first aid or something like that. And so it's outside of your core competence, but because you've done all the work to develop them as a client, you might as well go back and see if there's something else that you can sell to them. You know, something else that's going to make their life better, improve their life with their pet... Why not? As long as you're offering something that's ethical and something that's of high value, why would you not do that? In fact, it's your responsibility as a pet lover and as a business owner to find out all the ways that you can best serve your clients. And so sometimes, now the reason I say that is because often, you know, people look at the idea of upselling and cross selling and they hate the idea of selling in general and they think, oh, it's, uh, you know, I just feel bad selling. You know, I feel bad trying to make somebody buy something. Well, like I say, if you've got something that's going to better their life, how dare you not figure out a way to get it to them? You know, if you're going to improve their life, um, of course they're going to want to hear from you. Now, when you're going out to your database, you're going to find that there's plenty of people that don't want to hear from you. That's fine. Not everyone is going to be the ideal client for you and the ideal long-term client for you. But there's enough in your database right now that could be reactivated that it could boost your income dramatically and quickly. But I'm going to give you an example later of something that I did here just last month that boosted my income by you know a good percentage for that month. So think about, you know, reactivating and think about cross-selling. Now the last thing I want to talk about when I'm talking about, you know, your database of existing customers is joint ventures. Now, we are in a in a really neat industry into which there's a lot of joint ventures that just are right in our face. And so so like I say, I own a dog training company. And so I could joint venture with a lot of companies that have now here's the thing that you want to write down complementary but non-competing. And so there's a lot of businesses in the industry of dogs that are complementary but non-competitive. Meaning, I offer dog training. I don't have a boarding kennel, and so a boarding kennel would complement my services but doesn't compete with what I do. Unless, of course, that boarding kennel does training as well. Or what about a dog walking service that's complementary but non-competitive? what about a grooming shop Complementary but non-competitive a veterinary clinic complimentary but non-competitive and so it goes both ways and so you know if you run a groom shop you could do a joint venture with a trainer if you own a dog walking service you could do a joint venture with a veterinary clinic and so what is a joint venture it's essentially taking the assets of two companies and putting them together to create value for everyone to create value for the customer list and for both companies involved and so The best joint ventures are done in a way to where they're, like I say, you are able to give big value to somebody else. And so, um, for example, there was a time when I was doing a joint venture with a dog fence company. They installed dog fences. Now, we do that now, so we no longer have this joint venture going. But at the time, we didn't install dog fences. And so, we would do a joint venture to where we would recommend people that needed dog fences to our clients, and this dog fence company would pay us a commission. And so, it was free money. You know, we had already done the job of developing them and putting the money into acquiring them as a client. And so anything on top of that is just basically free money, especially in this case because it's a commission. And the only thing I had to do is say, Here, here's a brochure. We recommend this company. They do a great job. And if they use them, we get some money out of that. Now, you would be foolish to not develop as many joint ventures as you can. And so, like I say, if you're a groom shop, you could also do a dog fence company. Or you could do something with a veterinary clinic and say, hey, You know, I'm sure plenty of your clients would love to have their dogs groomed while they're there. We'll give you a 10% commission. Or uh, you could go to the dog trainer and say, Hey, uh, we have so many of our dogs that come into our groom shop that need some training. How much commission would you be willing to give us? Now, obviously, figure out a way to be tactful about this. But how much commission would you be willing to give us for people that we recommend to you? This is a joint venture. Everybody wins, provided you're going to joint venture with companies that are ethical and provide a quality service just as you do. And so you need to vet out these companies, obviously. But uh, but in any case, like I say, these joint ventures, when they're done properly, it takes some effort to set them up. But then they can run seamlessly for a long time and continue to create money in your pocket for zero effort for clients that you're already developing for your service that you could then sell them an additional service. In fact, we're starting to experiment now with doing joint ventures with carpet cleaning companies. You know, we're a dog training company. Guess what? People need their carpets cleaned. A lot of our clients are homeowners. We're thinking about doing joint ventures with landscaping companies and trying to get some deals together where we can do some joint ventures there. And so, you know, we send somebody to the landscaping company and they give us a commission for doing that. In any case, Think of ways that you can sell more to your customers, cross-sell them, reactivate them, or do a joint venture with another company to provide more value to your existing customer base. And if you can do that, like I say, often you can see a huge bump in your revenue quickly. We're going to go on a break now. When I come back, I'm going to talk about another segment that is very often overlooked, and that's prospects. So stay right with us. it. Stay. We'll be right
0: back after a short pause. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart. We have the right food for your pet, at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart and save up to 30% on toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetLifeRadio.com slash PetSmart today. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash SFDB to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short, twenty-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we're back and now in our last segment we were talking about selling to existing customers. Again, you've already created the relationship, you've sold to them at least once, why not sell more to them? In fact, when I'm talking with my clients, my, my consulting clients, we talk about lifetime value. Well guess what folks? If you're a let's say you're a groom shop and the lifetime value is somebody comes back six times on average and they spend fifty dollars per time on average, well that's three hundred dollars, right? Well, what if you could get the lifetime value up by, you know, by 50 bucks? And so, you know, you get them to come back seven times. You know, you can figure out some retention or you can sell them additional things. And now, instead of $300, now they're worth $350. Well, an extra $50 per client, what is that going to equal to a groom shop who's doing 10 clients a day or 20 clients a day or, or whatever the case might be? If you can get more money per client, that is the quickest way to a raise. Now, let's talk about prospects because again, this is one of the most overlooked things that I've seen in our industry currently, and that's creating a list of prospects. So these are people that have not purchased from you. They're interested in your services on some level, but they haven't purchased from you. So the way I help people think about it is I have people look at their website statistics, and if you don't have a website, what are you thinking? Number one, number two. If you're not tracking how many people come to your website, what are you thinking? And so that's that's a show for a different day. But I want people, you know, to look at the look at the statistics. How many people come to your site? And so let's say it's a thousand people come every month. And for a lot of dog businesses, that would be pretty darn good. You know, for some of the more you know normal size, you know, one or two operator businesses. Um, and so let's say it's a thousand people come into your site every month. Well, how many leads do you get? From that you know and most people aren't tracking it you know and I recommend you definitely track it and at my company we just use a simple spreadsheet to track our leads there's more sophisticated ways but we find that that works just fine for us and so let's say a thousand people come and you get uh, 50 leads you know what happened to the other 950 people now you're never going to be able to you know contact all of those people but what if out of those 950 people you know you could get 100 of them or 50 of them, or even 10 of them, for crying out loud. What if you could just get a handful of those people to give you their information so that you could follow up with them? Now, what does that mean? You know, why would somebody give you the information? Well, I'll tell you what I do and what I recommend to my clients, and that's to create a simple contact form on your website. Now, I'm going to talk about, you know, uh, offline stuff here in a second, but as far as online, create a simple contact form on your website where, you know, someone can enter their name and their information and you offer what's called an ethical bribe. Now, what an ethical bribe is, is it's, you know, something in exchange. So for example, on one of my websites, you know, uh, and I've got many out there, but I'll give you an example on one of them. On one of my websites, if you go and you'll look at the top right-hand corner, it says, enter your information to get some free dog training videos. Or actually, I don't, something like that. You know, it's, it's a little bit more, more concisely worded, but essentially, enter in your information to get some free dog training videos. And so they enter, you know, their name and their email address, and now they're on my mailing list. Now, some of you immediately are saying, whoa, 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 I don't wanna do a mailing list. I hate mailing lists. And that's fine. If you don't want to do a mailing list, that's fine. I make thousands and thousands of dollars every single month based on my mailing list. And so if you don't want to do it, you're just leaving a lot of money on the table. And so do some people not like to be mailed to? Absolutely. Some people don't. Well, guess what? They're not your prospects anyways. They're not good clients for you. And the reason why most people don't like being mailed to or emailed to or snail mailed or whatever is because they're getting junk. You know, they're just getting spammed. And so when someone enters their information into my list, it's automatically set up, and I'm going to give you some tools to where you can do this automatically, but it's automatically set up to, you know, once a week, they get a newsletter, they get a tidbit, or I send them out, hey, check out this really interesting video, and it's all automated. And so as a result, I'm staying on, you know, I'm staying with them, I'm I'm educating them, I'm entertaining them, I'm teaching them, I'm communicating with them, but it's all 100% automated. And so for this website that I'm referring to, I've got... 10 or 11,000 people in my database that I'm mailing to every single week. And I'm not doing a single thing. Now what does that mean for my income? I'm communicating with 10,000 people about my different dog training videos and different dog training products and things like that. And so some people don't buy until they've you know, read 50 of my emails. Studies have shown that the average person buys a product after seven contacts with the business. Now, the average business owner gives up after the third or fourth contact. And so unless you've got a store that your prospects are driving past every single day, you have to figure out a different way to stay in front of them. Now, like I say, I've got 10,000 people on my list. They can opt out of the list whenever they want. I have new people opting in every day. And so my list is growing. But, and I'll get people, probably one a day, which I I don't think is too bad, but probably one a day that says, stop emailing me. Just leave me alone. You know, my dog died or I don't want to hear any more from you. And so, you know, that's fine, you know, um, but uh, it's minuscule compared to the amount of people that I'm emailing. And again, you know, out of these 10,000, how many will ever become my clients? maybe a small portion, maybe a tiny little portion. But in order for me to make a good income, I don't need a huge portion of that to buy my videos. Now on a local level, it's the same thing. You may not be able to get a list of 10,000 people on a local level for your business, But what if it's a thousand prospects, you know, that you're constantly emailing and you've got an upcoming seminar and you can, you know, you can fill that seminar because you've got a thousand prospects or you've got this really cool joint venture that you're doing that says, hey, you know, I just joint ventured with this landscape company, need some spring cleaning for your yard and you can make some money that way. Or like I say, some people just kind of need to hear from you a number of times before it registers to them that they should buy your service or they remember that they should buy your service or they're convinced that they should buy your service because now after having seen all the educational materials that you send them, now they recognize you as a leader and, and as an expert. And so you want to create a database of prospects, prospects that you can follow up with, number one, in an automated way. And you can do that, like I say, through creating a form on your website. Now, there's software. Let me give you a couple resources. So if you're not taking notes now, now would be a good time to grab your pen. There's a couple resources that I use that I've, that I've liked over the years. One of them is aweber.com. That's A-W-E-B-E-R.com. Now that's just, what that is, is it's just emailing service. And so it's what's called an autoresponder system to where once somebody enters their information, they're automatically in the service and the emails come automated. Or you can send what's called a broadcast where you can send a bunch at one time or you, you know you can set up your list. Like I say, on mine, you know somebody enters their information today. If they don't opt out of my list, you know they're going to be hearing from me for a full year. You know I'm going to keep emailing them um, and educating them on my services. So that's one that I use. Another one that I use is called OneShoppingCart.com. That's the number one, shoppingcart.com. Now this is what I use for a different business of mine where it has the autoresponder function but it also has a shopping cart feature where I can process credit cards online. So that's what you would do online. Now offline, what about all the people that call your business that are leads that um, you know didn't end up buying but might buy if they heard more from you? What we like to do at my company here is when someone calls in and they say, "Hey, how much is your dog training?" or "I'd like to get some more information." What I have uh, our office manager do is say, "Oh, great! You know, let me get just a little bit of information from you." Um, and she takes down, you know, name, phone number. Oftentimes we get the address so we can mail them a postcard or something later. But I get some information, then she answers the questions. It's as simple as that, folks. It does, you don't have to make this, you know, so difficult on yourself. But like I say, think of all the money that's being wasted away because that prospect needed four touches from you, or eight touches from you, or six contacts from you, you know, they needed that many contacts in order for them to feel comfortable to buy, but all you did was that initial contact, and you were either too lazy, or you didn't have it set up to where It was easy for you to follow up with them. And so like I say, we do a simple spreadsheet and we call it the lead tracker, you know, at our company here. And so somebody calls, we grab their information. You know, a few days later, a follow-up phone call. A few days later, a follow-up email. Hey, you just wanted to see if you had any more questions or wanted to get started with training your dog. A month later, a postcard hey, you know, uh, we're running a special right now. Three months later, a letter that says, hey, you know, we, you never used our services, but uh, wanted to see if maybe you've uh, changed, your, you know, et cetera. And so we've got this whole process set up. That every prospect that comes into the business, you know, goes through this process. Since I've started implementing that, our conversion rates have gone Sky high. You know, we convert so many more clients now simply because, you know, they needed that extra touch in order to become a customer and become a client. And so um, why aren't you doing this? Because it can be hard. Because, you know, it takes some time to set up. Because you think it might be expensive. It's none of that. It's going to take some time to set up, yes. But once you do it, it doesn't take that much effort to run it. And so, again, you're putting all this money into advertising or getting your website or, I mean, whatever you're doing. And so you're getting these prospects. But what happens if you're losing too many of those prospects because you're not following up with them? That, like I say, is literally like, you know, just flushing money down the toilet. And so, like I say, database marketing. I just can't talk about it enough. In fact, I... There's so many areas where I know as a business owner, I'm still doing it wrong and I'm still trying to fix these things. But there's so many areas that as I continue to improve on them, my income just keeps going up and up and up without me spending more and more and more on advertising. And so, and I mentioned earlier. I'll give you an example. So, just last month, we decided at my company to start running some kind of some unique group classes. And so, for for some of our new customers, and so we said, as long as we're going to run this for our new customers, let's contact some of our old customers and see if they'd be interested in this. And so, um, we contacted kind of a select group people that we thought would benefit from this service and people that we liked and wanted to work with again. And we sent them a letter, and the letter said, "Hey, we're offering this service. It's a limited time. we you know, uh, offer. If you want to do it, great. If you don't, that's no problem. We're still friends. But I just wanted to let you know it's available." So I sent out a hundred of these letters. A few weeks later, we had, you know, I had my office manager send out a hundred emails to the same people and those emails, you know, sent them to a video on the web page where I basically said the same thing on a video saying, "Hey, you know, we miss you. We loved working with you, and we're offering this new service and want to see if you'd like to sign up for it." Well, out of those 100, we sold about 12, which is a 12% conversion, which for direct marketing is very, very good. You know, a lot of direct marketers hope to get uh, you know, a half a percent. Granted, these were past clients, and so the conversion rates were going to be better. But we had a 12% conversion rate, and it resulted in about $2,500 worth of sales. And so that was $2,500 that basically went into my pocket, simply because we're offering these classes anyways. You know, they're already budgeted into our overhead. And so these are just add-ons. You know, old you know old customers that we like, that we... Added back into the system, and as a result, they come out, and it doesn't cost us any extra because we're already offering these classes. It doesn't cost us any extra to provide the service to them, and so it's basically twenty-five hundred dollars worth of pure profit. And so now, is twenty-five hundred dollars going to you know send me on a European vacation? And no, but twenty-five hundred dollars that I didn't have yesterday is pretty cool to have today. Now, what about you folks? Can you do that in your business as well? What we're planning on doing for this grooming shop, like I say, right now I'm in the process of writing some scripts of you know, what we're going to do and, and the emails that we're going to send out and things like that. But that's exactly what we're going to do. I'm having this company go through their database and check things out. And we're going to you know do this this letter to them, letter, postcard, video, whatever we land on. And currently, we don't know the size of their database. But I want you to think in terms of your database. What if you're a groom shop and what if you've got 2,000 people that have been through your shop that are no longer active? What if you didn't get 12%? What if you got 10%? And so you got 200 new sales. Now, what if those sales was an average of $50 per person? Folks, that's $10,000 in revenue just for reactivating your database. Now, if you even do a better job and you can do retention, and that's something we're going to talk about here in a future episode, but if you can do a great job at retention, that 50 bucks might be 200 bucks. And what's 200 times, you know, 200 new clients times $200? That's what is that, 40 grand? I mean, like I say, when you start thinking about it, these numbers can get pretty darn big if you can go into your database and mine it, both for prospects and both for um, current customers, and mine that database and manage that database. It's not hard to see why the money is in the list, folks. And so, if you don't currently have a list, drop what you're doing, shut your computer, turn off the phone, and figure out how you are going to develop your list both of prospects and of current clients. Like I say, you know, this last little $2500 windfall is just one example. Like I say, I currently sell to prospects and it's thousands of dollars every month that comes in thanks to an automated system that does the work, you know, for me. And so, you know, check out what you can do to develop your database. I'm getting repetitive here because I'm just so like uh, anxious. I'm so anxious to have you understand this concept and start applying it with your business. So, I wish you the best of luck. If you've got any questions or ideas for a show, email me at Ty at PetLifeRadio.com or visit my website, SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Thank you so much for listening today, and apply this, and let's see your incomes grow. Talk to you soon.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.